is is a small is 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 welcome to the star wars collector's archive podcast hosted by sky Payne, fudd and steven b danley sky and steve chuck the atst driver straight out the cockpit in this episode which reveals a shocking conspiracy about the character we take a look at Brock's hard copies, sculpts, we talk about alternate photo art, lots of beautiful modern, and some weird Australian serial madness. Plus, come on y'all, what the hell is a Mira kit? All this, and not much more, on Kivecast 119. <laughs> Wampa Wampa! Welcome to Kivecast 119. <laughs> in 118 other episodes, Steve, I've never accidentally recorded saying anything other than Wampa Wampa. And I just started saying, well, all right, <laughs> like a, a cheesy drive time DJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not using that too much with your YouTube channel, right? That's not... It's yeah, not ma- maybe I have my... Uh, you know what the term is that, that my... So... My son's friends both think it's cool that I'm on YouTube and like to make fun of him as well. So <laughs> the term they always apply is niche, inter- niche internet micro celebrity. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. got multiple components there. Yeah, yeah, but I think they all work. Yeah. But I think you and I, Steve, are niche internet micro celebrities. I mean, I think we have been <laughs> for the, the 11 years we've been doing this show. Yeah. Yeah. If not for anything else, other than it's just been 11 years and we haven't stopped yet. So. Yes. <laughs> Amazingly <laughs> persistent. And yeah. we finally made it, Steve, to yeah. at st driver. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I cannot wait. Um, I, <laughs> I just, it's just great because I'm, I'm finally giving up, Steve. I accept that it is an at at driver i get it mm-hmm. that that's what mm-hmm. they say and yeah. so what we have here is the atst we're just following the same logic and it's the atst driver yeah um, so yeah. steve what i mean i am actually somehow excited to talk about this figure even though it has to be in the bottom three of all figures of all time for me i, I yeah I, I had a feeling it was i feel like it probably is for most and um you know like usual i'm 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 pleasantly surprised. I, I knew I was going to be excited about this figure, but I thought it might be tough to make others <laughs> right. excited. Um, hopefully, we do. That, that's that's my hope. But um, yeah, I, I I loved this figure as a kid. It was <laughs> probably because it was the only Imperial figure I had, other than the Death Star Gunner, which is the exact same figure but in black with a different helmets. So it's like I just basically had these two guys as my my Imperials. Wait, the ATST <laughs> driver and the Imperial. Gunner are the same figure. They're they're very similar. Um, huh. I, I don't know. They're not identical, but the, they're essentially the same. Well, maybe um, we should put a little pin in that and come back to that yeah. when we start talking about the the sculpt and the the development yes, of, exactly. of the figure. So, yeah. yeah, I I I don't know. I don't think I ever had this thing. I think if I did, I would have just ignored it. I mean, I had the Etst, you know, the actual yeah. vehicle that's, itself. That's, yeah, and, and it's much much more. Uh, I don't know, substantial and, and cool compared to the the, gy- the drivers. <laughs> and I, I think we're going to be talking a little bit about the actual vehicle of Atst. Um, yes, the Atst. Not not a ton. Like I think we'll, we'll we'll probably end up doing some kind of vehicle smorgasbord when we finally get through all the the droids and Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we'll we'll kind of apply the same approach that we did with the B wing pilot, where it's it's it has a presence. You can't ignore it. The, the ads, but <laughs> we'll try and yeah, not go go too far. <laughs> but I did realize something today that makes me like 
this character. And in case okay. you don't know, I am talking about, of course, the ATST driver. That's, that's yes. the joke, which uh, yeah. I've already driven into the ground, like like uh, <laughs> Chewbacca spiking the football of an ATST driver out, out the cockpit. Um, but you, you would think that as a Chewbacca fan, the reason yeah. that I love ATST drivers is because, I mean, realistically, the only character that Chewbacca really messes up, you know, <laughs> really messes up is the ATST driver. Yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. really see him go loose. I mean, he 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 sort of like messes up a stormtrooper, I guess, on the Yeah. Uh, uh, at the Bespin gantry and all that. But this this moment in this movie is really huge. And I think It is. I think it what is. we should do Steve is we should just start off talking about this moment in the movie. Before we even yes. get to the figure, let, yep. let's just do this because who the hell cares, Steve? I can already tell this is going to be a quick episode. So let's let's talk about this moment and what makes it great. So what, yes. what do you want to tell me about it, Steve? So, well, so I yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because when I think about the ATSC drivers, they basically they just account for my two favorite Star Wars on screen deaths. Okay, <laughs> and they're they're like back to back almost. I mean, not quite, but but essentially. So yeah, you have the Chewie moment, of course, which I think I have a couple more things to say about that. But yes, right at the beginning of the battle. You have that one that Leia just takes out. It's just kind of daydreaming in his little crow's nest as the battle is raging on beneath him. I don't even <laughs> just, remember this scene. Oh, you got you to gotta go back and play it. He just makes this... He, literally, the battle starts. There's chaos everywhere. Leia, they're all running around. She just shoots her pistol up into the air, and it cuts to this ATSC driver just standing there like a little... <laughs> like a little scout, and he just not has no idea what's going on, and he just gets taken out by her gun, which is just... And he makes... Wow. Yeah, he also has like a classic, um, you know, very <laughs> unique cheesy yell as he dies, uh, similar to the guy that Chewie throws off of the <laughs> out of the the cockpit. But yeah, yeah, to me they they're like the quintessential like 1980s Lucasfilm cheesy bad guy deaths. Like they could be swapped out with Nazis and in Indiana Jones, like the way those guys tend to die. <laughs> well, when when I was a kid, that was my absolute favorite thing was yeah. people being shot. In particular, people being shot from high up. Like I would, whenever I had my action figures, I put them on the top of the couch, and I'd have a figure on the bottom of the couch shoot it and have them fall down. And my that was just I thought the coolest thing. Yeah, um, which isn't quite what Chewie does. Now no. I want to, I want to talk about this scene for many reasons. I mean, this okay. is one probably my favorite scene on an emotional level in all of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is why. So. You know, I, I went through a divorce, as all listeners of the show will know. <laughs> you were there with me. And, uh, and and my kids always associate themselves with Ewoks. You know, they mm -hmm. have the Ewoksium. You know, I have the Chooseum. And I've been collecting on the side for them as well. And, you know, things have not always been very easy um, with the kids' birth mom and them. You know, they've had a lot of hard times. So there's often been times where I've sort of had to be kind of like protecting them and, and, and carrying them. So the scene where the Ewoks hold on to Chewbacca's leg. <laughs> yes. Swing, I understand that it's a Tarzan joke. I don't care about that. To me, right. it's this yep. beautiful moment of, of the big guy taking care of the little guys as they have yes. to take care of business. And, <laughs> and reaching into the cockpit and taking out the... The, the gray that is trying to oppress the green, you know, these, <laughs> these imperial oppressors and throwing them out and then taking over the entire machine was this, this beautiful symbolic moment. Yeah. And yeah. I've been lucky enough to pick up three separate 
storyboards from that scene. There's right. still maybe one or two that, that are missing, but okay. if you're out there and you're like me, and you've, and you've gone through a divorce and you ever feel like you have to really be there for your kids, this is a great scene because the best part is the Ewoks start moving the damn ATST before Chewbacca's even ready. And that bit where yes. he's, he's like, yeah. he's, he almost falls off. You know, like yeah. that's, that's a great metaphor for parenting. You know, <laughs> like he comes down and like they're trying to drive the thing and he like swats away their paws. Uh, but, but ultimately it's the love and the bond and the, and the protection between them that keeps them going. Yeah, no. Which which leads (laughs) into this discussion of the storyboard, Steve, which I didn't even, you know, we don't talk about props on this show. Not not often, no. Because we too poor to collect props. (laughs) And it's a weird thing because there's a lot of of storyboards out there. And some of them are all framed and nice from the prop store. I have two like that. Some are just loose, like the one I'm going to show now came from a seller in England. And it's just uh, Xerox, and you just have to take it on faith that these were actually used on screen. They don't yeah. usually cost that much, so it's not the end of the world, you know, a couple hundred dollar mistake as opposed to a couple thousand dollar mistake. Yeah. But, but this is one of my favorite ones because it's Chewbacca on top of the ATST throwing the pilot out. Oh. Except, Steve, okay. who is he actually throwing out? <laughs> not the pilot? <laughs> no, he's throwing out the biker scout. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have a whole new set of theories about the ATST driver and why it exists. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who drives the ATAT? <laughs> All right. So, I mean, if you go by what we see yeah. on screen, you got the two white donned, they look like Thai pilots, but they're in the white and gray. And then you have. You have Veers kind of commanding the ADAT. Right, the <laughs> so ATAT commander, right? Right. So, right. I believe but, that that is the idea, the original idea for Return of the Jedi. Maybe this is in Rensler's book, RIP. I think yeah. that it was always intended that the biker scouts were going to be the pilots of the ATSDs. That it doesn't make sense to have TIE fighter pilots be cool guys in helmets, <laughs> have ATAT pilots be cool guys in helmets, <clears throat> and then have ATST pilots be lamos yeah. in goofy helmets with goggles. <laughs> so then this, yeah. got me, this got me thinking, Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm running somewhere with this. Okay. All the right. eight, what's the difference between an ATST driver and an ATAT commander in terms of how they look? Well,. Yeah, so that, that that brings us to the the outfit and, and where yes. that all comes from. And I, I I hate to I don't want to rain on your your theories too much. Okay. But, but and this this is a little bit behind the scenes. But I, I think really because there are some sketches of of what look to be more like the the drivers from the movie um, in like designs and things like that for for the the vehicle like the updated design for the walker. But. Um, yeah, the, the design or the costume really came about because they just needed more variety and more guys in different outfits when the Emperor arrived. So they took the gray suit that already existed from the guys from the first movie. They put the helmet from, from the ADAT commander, or slightly modified, and mm-hmm. then they took the gloves of TIE pilots. So he's, he's like an amalgamation of multiple <laughs> leftover Imperial characters. And what you end up with is, is, is pretty lame, but... Um, yeah, it, it's. I think they just needed more. They just needed more more bodies and in, in, in outfits. 
Steve, I'm, I'm afraid I brought an umbrella for no reason. There's been <laughs> no rain on my parade, Steve. The parade will continue straight will. down Main Street Good. with Good. a Grogu balloon, okay? Great, great. <laughs> the key, the, the correct answer is, what's the difference between AT-AT commander and an yeah. AT-ST driver? Yeah. It's that the goggles are on the, the helmet. The goggles are, are on, yeah. And the goggles are on the face. That's yes. it. That's it. Yeah. Very clearly, the character yeah. of the ATST driver is just what the ATAT commander was. You know, a higher up. The higher yeah. up you go in, in the in the Imperial Army, the more your face is seen, right? So yes. the idea of taking the goggles off of because there are goggles on the ATAT driver uh, commander helmet. Right. They're just up. So they've yeah. just been moved over the face. They've yeah. added a chin strap. And why did they do that, Steve? <laughs> why did they do that? Because oh, strap. Oh, when they strap. were filming the movie, they thought, hey, wouldn't it be a laugh if we put the director and the producer in the yeah. movie? Yep, yep. So, yep. There you so have it. Ro Robert Watts and Richard Marquand, the, mm -hmm. as far, are those the only cast cameos in all of the th original trilogy, Steve? So there there aren't many but uh one i just i i think i knew about this years ago but i kind of was reminded about it, it it's also in jedi but ben burt plays the oh, uh the imperial the... commander that gets you know chucked with the the, the bomb or whatever and he falls right. into the shaft that, that's ben burt but beyond that i mean they're in terms of like higher up like filmmaking type credit people i, I it's it doesn't happen too often yeah G um, gary kurtz yeah. isn't smoking a bong with that weird lizard in the cantina right, right? exactly yeah there's a yeah. lot of spots where this could have happened yeah but i think they just thought it would be fun to have this character instead of it be another helmeted figure another cool chance for an actually cool figure they yeah. demoted what would have been the ATST commander and made it yeah. the ATST driver and made yeah. it unlike any other pilot in the entire empire and threw him in the cockpit. <laughs> I Are like you, that. Yeah. Right? Parade is, is, is on. It's all good. <laughs> the storm is cleared. <laughs> so that's, that, that really is what I, what I think it is. I, I really yeah. think that's the, the, the genesis of it. And it is neat. And that's maybe why I do like the ATST AT, driver. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I am very into uh, representations of directors in toys, right? Like, <laughs> hit me up. I want to get the new Werner Herzog toy. Oh, yeah. A, I know he has a character on The Mandalorian, but, you know, I, I have, like, multiple Werner Herzog autographs that I got in 2003. Well, then, yeah. You know, I, I went to go see him speak at the Harvard Film Archive in 1996. I'm a big Werner Herzog fan as much as I'm a Star Wars fan. I love yeah. that there's going to be a figure of him it's great <laughs> I, I i the first time i've ever gone online and ordered a like a new toy and like waited for the time to turn is they're re <laughs> they're releasing a new george lucas stormtrooper where he's like old oh so are I'm, they I'm get, yeah i'm getting that i have i have first <laughs> shots of the george sakul figure and first yeah. shot of the george lucas as a stormtrooper yeah i'm, I'm all about directors in in toy form so so yeah yeah you gotta get the do you have do you have a vintage atsg driver at all so Pro I, you probably need probably not i mean i might have yeah. had one when i was a kid yeah um, so you, you need to get the the mark one figure so that's yeah. the question is it mark yeah. one or is it watts in that's a figure? good good question yeah i i'm gonna have to look and see i, I don't know it, it's that's a tough call 
Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just but, general white guy with a chin strap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I yeah, guess it's funny we, though. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I guess I don't think we'd ever know. I think it's fair to say that it is Mark Wand, and yeah. also one of my um, one of my storyboards is signed by Robert Watts, and that always ah. kind of bothered me. But now that I realize he was actually in the scene, it doesn't bother <laughs> me so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, that's oh, that's really cool. So there's there's a thing in favor of ATST driver, and you know, Steve. Um, I don't. I don't want to bolster my point even further, but I'm afraid that I have to. Okay. Okay. Um, would you call the battle on Hoth a success for the Empire? I mean, I guess you, you kind of have to in a in a general sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you're telling the annals, <laughs> it's a blowout. The, right. If you're telling the annals of the Empire, that's one of their greatest victories, right? It is. Yeah. You know, that's like the time the Yankees, you know. Beat the Red Sox twenty-two to seven in, in game. I forget if it was three or four. The two thousand four American League Championship Series. It was one of those two games. Um, you know, it's like an absolute de de decisive victory. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, Steve, who this figure was supposed to be? Who this character was supposed to be before Marquand and Watts put themselves into the movie? Um, no. It's supposed to be General <laughs> Veers, Steve. Oh, they were gonna have a. That actor come and reprise yes. his role. Uh, How the was hell he... is General Veers going to go from a general, essentially Stonewall Jackson of the uh, Empire, yeah. <laughs> and now he's going to be driving a chicken walker? You've been promoted to chicken driver? <laughs> chicken no. driver. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. That'd be like, seriously, they'd be saying, Stonewall Jackson, thank you so much for winning whatever the hell battle you won, you traitor. <laughs> we know what we're going to do. We're going to honor you, and, and you're going to be digging the trains for the next next battle. We're just going to put you there. It it doesn't uh, make sense. The ATST yeah. AT driver is meant to be higher up in the ch chain of command. Yeah, it that, just that happened to be that he wasn't. That tracks. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, I, it was. Uh, and, and it emphasizes the idea that the ATST driver is just the ATAT. Commander with his goggles down. <laughs> that really is all that he is. <laughs> Sans armor too. Yeah, he, he just has his, his fluffy, his fluffy uh, pants and shirt, and he's all good to go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, see, Steve, I, I got really into it. Yeah. I mean, no, you, you didn't even know that Veers thing, did you? I, you know, it, I, I, it didn't come to mind. I, it sounds familiar now that you mention it, but no, it, it definitely escaped my memory. So that's, that's a cool little factoid. Yeah. So I think what we should do now, I've been doing a lot of talking. I don't know if it's even time for a Sky Who. <laughs> I don't know. Should we talk more about the actual figure itself and how and how it looks? I don't really have that sure. many I opinions mean, about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to get back to the, the awesome Chewie scene, I, I'll say one of the other reasons it was one of my favorite figures. I didn't have the walker growing up, but... I, I really like to to mimic the the pose of his flailing body as he's getting chucked by Chewbacca, and really? the, the way that the figure is, you know, the legs are a little bit they have a little give to him, so you, and they're also really straight, and and it's clearly just it looks like a dummy that he's throwing almost, and I don't know, I just always that was the one thing I loved about the figure is you could kind of pose him as this flailing guy that Chewbacca or whoever could chuck around. So it's but, a, a figure that you can really chuck. Yes, it's a figure you can chuck for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. 
right. Well, I have a lot more to talk. We have even more to talk about with Chewbacca and with yeah. the ATST driver because obviously yes. there's only one really important ATST driver, and that's <laughs> Chewbacca. Yes, um, yes. But, but now that you said a little something, why don't we just talk about my Skyku? This this yeah. isn't tied into that other stuff, Steve, about the about the whole point because I actually came up with that right now while we were talking. So <laughs> I acted like it was a big thing I've been sitting on for a long time. I still stand behind it. I think it's yeah, one, no, one it's... of the stronger points I've made in over 300 hours of broadcasting we've done here. <laughs> but this is more just about the, the, the obvious drabness mm-hmm. uh, and just the imperial grayness of the yes. AT, of the atst, atst. Uh, commander <clears throat> atst gray sunglasses chin strap helmet lost among the green <laughs> very good very good i, I like i made yeah. it sunglasses because they're not really goggles i think it's much funnier <laughs> if you imagine it as like like you know how little kids think they look really cool in sunglasses yeah, yes. you won't know yet because yeah. Eleanor isn't quite old enough. But when Eleanor is like six or seven, she's gonna put on a <laughs> pair of sunglasses and be like, "Okay, I know you don't. I'm actually still your daughter. You think I'm some kind of international world superstar, but I'm not. I'm actually just your daughter." <laughs> but, and then she'll do the poses and the whole thing. There's something very dark helmet-ish about the ATSD driver. There, there <laughs> absolutely is. Yeah, there's something very sky when okay when i was like five or you know when i was like seven or eight i used to watch so you're a little bit too young for this steve but there were these movies that you could only get at the video store they were all about ninjas and (laughs) i i I, please comment on some facebook or something if you've watched these movies too they were like direct to video super b movies all about i I feel like i've I feel like I've seen a couple of these much later after the fact. It, what what was the series called? You know, was it just I, I was don't it even a, know. American Ninja War, Maybe American we, Ninja or something? We just go down to the video smith and we just get whatever yeah. movie had the word ninja in it, which worked yes. great right up until Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, <laughs> but you know, we just get whatever movie had ninja. I think my favorite was called Return of the Ninja. So I was mm. obsessed, and so I would get dressed up in my living room where I'd put on a, like a winter coat, a scarf over my face sunglasses i'd like tuck my pants into my socks and i would just do like fake karate moves around my living room and i would tell my parents that i was a ninja that is how cool the atsd driver looks (laughs) Uh, i don't know what those movies were called (laughs) like yeah no there there was a series of them and uh, i feel like there was one dude who played the main ninja for a long period of that. <laughs> I just can't remember. A friend of mine recommended them. Well, um, well that's kind of the beauty of... I, I'm not going to get all nostalgia-ish, because we all know <laughs> nostalgia uh, leads, to the dark, <laughs> leads to darkness. Nostalgia <laughs> leads to fascism. That said, um, uh, and, if, and if you need me to explain that more to you, please have a talk with me, a conversation. At Celebration. I'd love to explain to you how nostalgia is a direct line to fascism. Now let's continue on with our vintage Star Wars collecting podcast. Yes. Um, There is something about the way kids watch movies where I must have watched those movies five times each. I don't remember Mm -hmm. the name of a single character. I don't remember a single plot point. I just remember that like, I would just watch them and I'd just wait for, of course, the, the ninja star to fatally wound somebody. <laughs> Which, yes. When you're a kid, you don't understand how improbable it is to be fatally wounded by a little piece <laughs> by of By a ninja metal. star, yeah. <laughs> There's a, a pretty good Adam Carolla joke uh, about that where he, he describes okay. it. Like, Ow! 
See, what, what did you just hit me with? That's pretty funny. <laughs> Throwing stars never not worked in a movie. Yeah, but in real life, what's the <laughs> thing? It has a go? much lower batting average in real life. And they work every time. You have to take the guard out silently. Let me tell you what I would sound like if I got hit with a throwing star. <laughs> what the f? Oh! Oh, <laughs> shoulder! Oh, goddamn, am I pissed? Who the f did this? Oh! That's what it would sound like. It would not be and I'd hit the ground. There'd be a lot of pissing and moaning. Steve, come here! I'm a rental cop! God damn! Oh! Just had the uniform clean. Just had it pressed. Just got it back from the... God damn it, there's another throwing star hole. It would be the exact opposite of what you're trying to attempt with yeah. the throwing star. If I ever had to throw one, I would throw it underhand and I would miss. I feel like almost all the ninja tactics... Mm -hmm. Like nunchucks. Nunchucks be the same... That hurt! But this sucks! Why? Oh, my elbow. There'd be a lot of noise. All right, Steve. Well, we, we were going to have Brock, uh, Brock yeah. C.W. Walker on the show. Yes. Um, yeah. But we're not because uh, I want to record today. I don't want to record tomorrow. So um, <laughs> this never works, but are you going to do a Brock accent the whole way through? Oh, oh. I don't know, man. I can't. No, no. You know, no, I, I can't. the only way to get into a Brock accent is just to say theater. Yes, but that's <laughs> and then, yeah, say theater that's, and might could in a sentence, and then you're all set. Yes, yeah, those. That, I think that could that could work. I I don't think I have it in me tonight. But, no, okay. Um, I, I am gonna try and uh, yeah, present some some really great stuff in his stead. Um, so, but so he has uh, a spectacular <clears throat> collection of he Atst does yeah command. Uh, I I'm gonna call them the Atst commanders. I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> Switch it on up. Yeah. Yes. So what, uh, what is it that we – so we have this group photo, and you just want to take it st stage by stage, take it yeah, frame by frame? I, but... I, I, f I figured what we could do rather than go through every single thing. The, the photo on its own, it basically just says figure development. If you look at the photo, that is the development of the figure. Right. Um, but what I thought we could do is just talk on – or touch on a few of the most significant things, like the birth of the, the Atst commander. Um, so first I thought we should maybe touch on – uh, the only surviving piece of the original sculpt. So uh, the torso is the only piece that remains, as far as we know. Uh, and it was done in acetate, that, that really hard alternative to wax by Bill Lemon, who I think at this point, um, if you've been listening to the podcast, he's kind of a, a famed historical figure that we've talked about a lot. But uh, he was known for using this kind of unforgiving material and you know, crafting these characters that are a little... A little more rigid. That, that was um, like, subtractive as opposed to additive. So that made it particularly difficult because you could just keep adding like you can with wax. You actually had to like cut everything out, right? Right, right. Um, so so what Brock has is, yeah, the uh, the torso, which another thing about, about Bill Lemon's torsos is that uh, they are off, they're always done in two parts, two halves. Uh, with the the figure's limbs, instead of connected to a single solid piece with pins, they're connected with these little discs. So you'll see that in in the the ATSD driver's torso sculpt. Uh, and then what often happens with with his as well is that they would add little bits of of wax to to kind of soften it up a little bit. So there's a little bit of detail that's been added in wax to the uniform. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's basically it. It's it's made in acetate. There's just the torso that's in two halves that, that survives. And then what would come from that? Uh, well, no, 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 now wait a second. Yeah. We should probably okay. talk about 
Because at this point, it's probably good for us to realize that there's a good chance, based on Ron Ari, Ron Ron Salvatore's research, that any sculpt that we have in part might be in part because it used to be in whole. True, true. So do you think it's possible that that you said that the Death Squad, the, the Death Star Commander is, I mean, the Death Star Gunner is but basically gunner, the same yeah. figure. Do you think there's a chance that that might be where some of the sculpt went and then it was built that, on? Or did that never happen with uh, with acetate? Because you can't really mess around with acetate like that. Or were other parts know. of the sculpt done in wax? Did they mix those yeah, things together? God damn, we really also... need to have Ron on here. <laughs> yeah, well... The one thing to keep in mind, and we'll, we'll get into this in a second, is when you see the molds, so the molds would be what are made from this this wax sculpt, right? So you yeah. have the silicon that's poured over the, the, the sculpt, and that makes the mold in two halves. Um, and then all, the, and this is done for each piece. So the, uh, the other pieces of the mold, so the arms and the legs, they have that disc, um, that disc component that, that the other... Um, the other part does so <clears throat> i don't know i could totally see them repurposing the the limbs maybe for the, the gunner um or you know I, I could totally see that making sense i haven't really looked at them that closely honestly and i think maybe yeah when we get to the, the gunner we can we can have a revisit okay of, uh, but and, but yeah but wait so then brock also has the molds that were made from the sculpt Yes. Yeah. So this would be the next the next phase. Um, so these there's are just the, the not a lot molds. of these molds out there, Steve. There are not. Yeah. No. There's there are not many. Is this the um, first vintage mold we've ever shown from a <laughs> not fake Argentinian mold? <laughs> no. I, I think we, we we talked about. I mean, maybe it was Wicket with with Todd Chamberlain. Um, I think this is the first one that's for a, a Bill Lemon figure, though. Right. If I remember right. Um, but yeah. So I think. Um, the fact that, yeah, you have the next piece here, it's it's pretty nice to see the, the progression because each of these, um, so there's a mold or a set of molds for each piece. So you have for each arm, for each leg, you have the torso. The head the head mold is not around, I guess. I don't think that, that made it. At least it's not with the rest of these. Um, so what the mold would then be used for is to create the urethane hard copy prototypes. So for the driver... Um, that's done in, in terms of what Brock has. It's that green Dynacast, which is the next phase. Uh, and he has a complete figure in, in Dynacast, which is pretty cool. And it's nice that you can see how perfectly it fits into all these molds. Um, and that, and also that, that construction that's got the two halves with the discs, that, that carries on into the hard copies as well. Um, now, which I, is... I, I need to say something, Steve. Okay. <laughs> so... Um... I have spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about how I don't care about hard copies. <laughs> and um, so I thought, so I sold a couple things this year. Um, and I, I sold them for a good profit. And I don't okay. do well with PayPal in my, in my, in my, <laughs> in my bank account. So yeah. I, I spent a lot of money. And most of, mostly what I got was things for my kids. And they're going to be things for my kids for Christmas. Now, they're not going to know how great these gifts are until they're older. And they may never know. I don't know. Um, I'm just <laughs> going to say it because there's no way anyone's going to listen to this and ruin my kids' birthday gifts, right? So um, so eventually I will show you. Um, I commissioned some, some nice art, which I'll talk about oh, later. Oh, all right. Um, but also, I thought 
I sort of plumbed around trying to figure out, you know, because my, my son knows that Clone Wars is going to be the thing that his generation is going to care about, right? Yeah, it's going to, yeah, it, definitely. If you want to invest in Star Wars for the future, you can ignore the sequel trilogy, you can ignore The Mandalorian. The, the way to really get, like, the, the Zoomers, like, nostalgia going, it's all about Clone Wars. So I asked him what's his favorite character, what's his favorite clone from Clone Wars, because that was his favorite thing to play with, and he said it was the, the, the Godzilla clone, the one, Goji, the one in the, in the Godzilla episode. So oh, I happened okay. to look around. And I happen, actually, I didn't look around. I asked David Quinn, because he's, like, a master of modern prototypes. And yeah, he put yeah. me on and told me that there was a hard copy for sale from someone from China who has a bunch of modern hard copies. And, you know, it was, I don't know, 600, 700 bucks. It was pretty expensive. But I thought, okay, this is kind of go one of two ways. One, my son will never be a collector at all, and this will just be some weird thing that he doesn't care about. And some, <laughs> like, future Jorgulius will track him down and give him money for it, okay? Uh, or he will care a little bit, and he'll be so psyched that I got him the best possible thing you could possibly get for his favorite figure from the entire yeah. line, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I got the, I got the, the, the hard copy... It's painted and everything. And then I realized, Steve, I've been doing this show for 10 years, and I still don't really understand what a hard copy is. So do you know what I did, Steve? I listened to Dave's effing podcast. Can I just yes. tell you how good it is? I don't listen to other podcasts. I can't do it. I'm too up in my head. But I'm like, let me just give this a shot. Because I've had... Ron Salvatore, Gus Lopez, Todd Chamberlain, uh, everybody in the goddamn world who knows anything about hard copies, explain it to me directly while I just sat here on the other side, like Homer Simpson, telling them that it's a ring toss game. But I was able to listen to Star Wars prototypes and toys. I still don't know the name of the damn podcast, but it doesn't matter. Star Wars toys and prototypes, right? I think it's prototypes and production. Right. <laughs> How, how do I do it, Steve? I'm giving the highest compliment I could possibly give, and I still insult it. No, no, it's... <laughs> but but I, I listened to his thing all about hard copies, and it was very clear. And so I feel, you know, like, you know when certain information finally sets in? So I mm -hmm. think if that mm -hmm. was the first time I'd listened to anything about this, you know, Dave's podcast, I would have had to listen to it like three or four times. Whereas this time, it was like the lesson finally set in. I finally yeah. understood how precisely it was made the 4% ratio difference, why they're 4% larger. Like, it wasn't totally new to me, but it was crystallized yeah. in a specific way. And, that, yeah, yeah. and that's where I learned that modern prototypes go directly from a computer to a hard copy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that means I literally could not have gotten him a better <laughs> figural representation. Yeah, yeah. Must... <laughs> and then I waited yeah. in the mail to get it. And then I got it, Steve. Mm -hmm. And then I got it. Like, I, I get it. It's awesome. It's, like, <laughs> cool. It's, like, it looks a little bit different, and it's a little bit bigger, and, like, the, the excitement people get from hard copies, I finally understand it. It's set in. Yeah. So I think just I, like I that, think your, I might, that your thing, that your thing set in, Sky. <laughs> I might just pick one up. I don't know. How much do they go for these days? Like, uh, 700 bucks, 800 bucks? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so all of that is a way Very to much. say... Um, if you've ever listened to this podcast and you still don't know uh, the, the prototype process, it's not your fault. But fortunately, we helped to inspire somebody who explains it really clearly. 
much better than than we <laughs> yes. we would usually. Yeah, yeah, no, that's absolutely true. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so that that's my my finally coming to uh, enjoy uh, the prototypes. Uh, that's how it finally happened. So it, yeah. it's just you know, Star Wars prototypes and production. It's not that hard, yeah. Steve. It's not that it's hard. It's not. Yeah. Prototypes <laughs> and production. Okay. We got it. So, got then, it. so what then? Then what does Brock have after the hard copy? So ap- after the hard copy, he has so that was the unpainted one, um, and then the next would be a painted one, which is like the one you got for your son. I'm, so that's that's one that be used in in photography and, and other other such purposes. Um, and then beyond that, he's got a proto mold, which I'm not even gonna. We're just going to say listen to the yes. – or don't listen to our episode on Protomold. Listen to David's whenever he – No, our Protomold episode was good. Don't yeah, ask okay. me what a Protomold is, but our episode yeah. was good because it, just, Ron explained yeah. it. Yeah, at this point it, it was a yeah a common a common phase in, in the Jedi figure development. So that he has that and then he has a first shot, which is right before production. And then – so yeah, he's pretty much got, got the entire lifespan of, of the figure, which is – it's really great. It's really impressive to see. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought, you know, that's fairly good coverage of the figure. But I, I think like you, I know you like your, your photo art and your, you know, your 2D. And there's some interesting things about that, too, that, that I thought we could we could touch on. Um, right, we'll, we'll touch on, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, so I did not really realize this until just the other day looking closely, but uh, and just looking for other random stuff with the the ATSD or, or the driver on it, but the image that serves as the primary photo art for the the standard Kenner card back, that photo has Chewbacca painted out with little <laughs> leaves. So it is a picture, a, a, a still photo of Chewbacca atop the the walker, and he's been painted out. <laughs> so it, it's the the original untouched image is is present on some other weird vintage oddities it's it's like on a weird um i think it's a it's a notebook from mexico where you see the the uh, the unaltered image it's on one of our favorite uh, pocket calendars from from hungary <laughs> um so yeah they they took the, an image that has chewbacca in it and they painted it out with little leaves to just have the walker <laughs> that's the card so that so that means that i should really track down the original photo art and then yeah. unairbrush it, and then it can become a Chewbacca thing. Just scrape, scrape off that paint, and you're good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it really is. I don't know how I never noticed that before. I guess I just always thought, oh, whatever, it's just some picture of a model. I, that you know, you just don't think about it. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's in this beautiful scribe cuadernos y papeles. It's uh, one of my favorite cuadernos. One of my favorite Spanish words. Yes, <laughs> it's a very good one. It's not as good yeah. as the word for refrigerator. Frigorifico. <laughs> but it is quite good. Uh, it is. It's one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it, this this is such a a fascinating thing that I never thought about. That you know you have C three PO. I mean you have R two D two airbrushed out of the C three PO artwork. Right. But this right. is this is really driving home the point that I was teasing to make. This really makes you understand that the ATST driver is Chewbacca. I mean he's the yeah. most. That's how lame the ATST driver is. He's not yes, even the most yeah. famous of it, the ATST how, drivers. Yeah, that'd be an awesome uh, a custom, you know, is to get the the unaltered picture and then just slap Chewbacca on there and just keep it labeled ATST driver. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's funny that these little discoveries that, you know, I feel like I should have known that for a long time. I just never looked that closely. And that's, I guess that's what's fun about podcasts is it, I'm just looking closely at all this stuff that, I, who knows how much time we spent looking at all these things. But, well, because yeah. the, the, a lot of the photo art, a lot of the work for the people down there uh, at, uh, K, at CYB who are doing all of the uh, – <laughs> All of the the photo art for the, the Jedi packaging, era. the packaging stuff, yeah. Like they had, they had to have be running out of green for the airbrushes because they had to do so much <laughs> just like, yeah, just fudgy yeah. stuff. And now that you look at it, you can tell they they absolutely fudged it up and they fudged them out and they just yeah. did that kind of scrub tool trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what's you know interesting? It's a similar technique that's applied, and this is getting into more the, the international territory but so there was a <clears throat> an alternate card uh, photo art for uh, the tri logo and and then that was also used on the Lily Letty card back in Mexico but so this piece it's a very very funky piece of photo art um, they took and I, I actually I actually own this this is really making me uh, start to feel old now I, I had this probably in the, the mid-2000s and I, I can't even remember I know it's gone now. What, what <laughs> like do you I mean had, you I had, had to, it? I, I own this. I got this from Tom Nyheisel in the mid-2000s. The, the, the photo art, the alternate art. You bought the, the alternate photo art for the ATST yes. driver. Yeah, it was right around the same time that I got the, the one for the B-Wing pilot. They were one of the, or two of the only ones that he had left. Um, and it, I feel like it kind of, the, the way it's actually produced on the Tri-Logo card and the Letty card, it doesn't really do it justice, but... If you look at the the original, the full piece, it's funky and it doesn't really make all that much sense. But someone really did a lot of work painting a lot of little leaves around this this pasted on model into this forest background. So it's it's so it's, it's it, not it's a photograph of the forest. Yes, and then there's a a photograph of the model of the ATST. Yes, and then that is like glued on. It's glued, yeah, it's like inserted on with, with, with adhesive. And then around that, there's additional hand painting of all the, all the leaves. And so none of it matches. It doesn't look right at all. It, it, looks, it doesn't look like a, a frame from the movie whatsoever. Um, but it, I, I guess maybe the vehicle, the image of the vehicle pops a little bit more than the, just the regular photo. It, it definitely um, does pop. It looks weird. It looks like... It looks weird, yeah. It, it doesn't really look like... An ATST driver. I mean, an ATST looks more like a skull. I don't know. It looks like a weird. It looks like a chicken, but it looks like a chicken that's <laughs> yeah. in trouble. It looks like a yes. an ill chicken. Yes, an ill chicken uh, stumbling through the forest. But wow. yeah, the, I would the, love to see that, Steve. Will you show it to me next I next time I, I I'm in your collection? <laughs> I can show you a really small digital photo from 2006. <laughs> uh, do you know Do you know who you sold it to? I honestly, I honestly can't remember. I, I, Steve, I have you're a such feeling, a gangster. No. You're such no, a no, gangster. I, you sell photo art so often, you don't remember who you sell it to. No, I, I have a feeling what it, what it probably was. I was trying to get more B-Wing pilot stuff, and I, I feel like I probably, I probably had either traded it or sold it to, to Brock, who then moved it somewhere else. And, but yeah, I, I remember, you know, because at that point I was still collecting stuff for both of these figures quite quite heavily and it got to a point where I'm like yeah I have to just choose one and really 
go with it. And I, yeah, I, I really did like this, this art. Um, it's, it's just a bizarre kind of remnant of the, the, the alternate trilogo art process, but yeah, I would really love to see it. Does there, is there like a, is it raised the, the ATST? Like, can you tell yeah, that it's taped you can on tell. There? Yeah. You can tell that oh, it's a separate awesome. component. And then the, the, the background, the forest floor is actually a lot wider than what obviously they, they used for the, the image on the card back. It, it goes, it spreads out along the ground quite a bit more. Um, it's just so bizarre. Uh, that they they really must have yeah I, I don't know what they didn't like about the the original but they decided to go with something different for uh, the stuff that was international. Now speaking of international, Steve, you didn't have this on your notes, but I have a Jakub <laughs> Brzezinski's book in, in front of me. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Primarily yeah. because I was like, oh well, cool. I mean, uh, everybody knows that a lot of the the Polish bootlegs uh, used. Like the the ATST driver limbs, yes. Um, but yeah. I don't think that's true, Steve. I think I got that all mixed up. It was, it, it's the biker scout limbs. It, they, there's a lot of yeah, like weird ATST driver figures. So these the head, the head, but the limbs and the other stuff are, right. are from the other other Imperial characters. So, so that's yeah. what I was, I was trying to remember. So I'm going to read to you about the unarticulated second set from Jak- page 175 of Jakub Brzezinski's Magisterial Far Far Away. Excellent. The AT, it's going to have some pronunciation going on here. The ATST <laughs> driver figure was copied from a rare biker scout limb variant of Electrospodzelenia <laughs> origin. Oof. Later generations yeah. of the movable figure were equipped mostly with these arms and legs, indicating these two lines of production influenced each other. The painting scheme, however, differed from the Electrospodzelenia or Evanplast. They were usually one color on the helmet and spalders, and a second one on the goggles, with a few examples of painted gloves. Rubber colors included black and brown in the most popular, but there's also green, blue, gray, yellow figures, and there's one unique bright pink. There's also (laughs) one known example, almost all white rubber. About 55 Hmm. examples are known today, never being very popular among the collectors. (laughs) I, I can attest to that, uh, Sky. I think I still have a few that I bought back then that I could never move. They're just in a box in the garage. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm totally serious. I'm pretty sure. I, I used to carry this box of stuff to every California club meeting that I, I, you know, stuff I had for sale or for trade. And I feel like there was still one or two of those Polish <laughs> ATST drivers that just never made. They just never. They just never moved on. So I got to dig those out. Well, if you have a black one with red goggles, I'll take it because that actually okay. makes him look sort of badass. He looks kind of like a, I, I, like I'm a pretty Dalek sure or I something. Do. Yeah, I don't know. If he, I know I have a black one that has some red on it. I don't remember if it was the goggles. I'll take a look. But yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they were there were definitely a lot of them. Uh, they were fun to collect, though. I mean, I remember when I was putting those together. I, you know, there was quite a lot to choose from. So yeah. All, this, all that is to say, when you're trying to find ATST driver items, uh, you run out quickly. <laughs> there is not <laughs> much. I mean, there's a lot of ATST stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Chewbacca stuff, if you want to count There them. is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will also say for the, uh, for the Trilogo art, I just want to read Chris Jorgulius' write-up because... <laughs> See, this is, this is what I was hoping you might catch. <laughs> did you find that too? 
<laughs> this is the I just listen we don't make fun of people very often on the show and Chris Jergolias <laughs> listens to every show he, he's a very faithful listener and I thank that very much he's about three years behind which is cool which is cool because every once in a while he'll like text me out of nowhere and say how did you not know that and he'll be talking about I don't know Dengar <laughs> okay this is what he wrote on, on the, just okay Trilogo figures are notorious for having different and somewhat, sometimes worse photos than the U.S. issued figures. <laughs> the different pictures are obvious here, but what's not apparent is the ATSC on the Trilogo card contrasts highly with the forest background, resulting in what appears to be a bad special effects shot. But then again, <laughs> I never said that was a bad thing, especially for variation hunters like myself. Grin. <laughs> it, yeah, that's. <sighs> he wrote so an emoji. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is, I guess he was a young guy. I don't know what it is, but just calling this himself been, a, yeah. a variation hunter like myself. Very, very uh, early days of the archive. You yes. Know? This is a, an earlier entry. I, I loved that. I, I really did. <laughs> it did make me smile when I, when I read that. And, and it's, it's a good reminder that, you know, even, even Giants started small. So the, the fact that at some point Chris Chirgoyas would refer to himself as a variation hunter with a, with a, with a grin emoji spelled out is just wonderful <laughs> it is <laughs> unfortunately you know all of my cheesy writing like that uh, got <laughs> erased when i forgot to keep the museum going <laughs> so steve oh. you, you for the for the nugget from the archive I, yeah i gave myself some space to put in the nugget from the archive thing yeah you talked about something that i wanted to talk about but I took notes on it after you sent you sent the outline. I'm like, up. Oh, Steve will never think about the power sparks. So I started doing research <laughs> on that. And then there's two there's two things that I do with your with your uh, with your outlines, and not always connected. One, I okay. I receive them and open them, and then two, uh -huh. I read them. Now that second one is not always high on my list. I no, figure if I say no. you say, do you get it? I say, yeah, I got it. I, you didn't ask if I read it. So what do we want to say about the AT Power Sparks unproduced prototypes, Steve? What are these things? So this, this reminds me of something that uh, I meant to bring up earlier as a, as a behind-the-scenes thing, but uh, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. But Power Sparks, uh, it was this line that Kenner had in the mid-'90s. Um, there were only a couple of toys. It was basically you had one base vehicle that was this car, you had this kind of welding tool that you can kind of, kind of can build your car, you can destroy it, you can rebuild it. And um, it was meant as like an interactive type toy. And so at, at one point they had uh, two things you could add to it to kind of spruce it up or, or make it interesting. So they had a Batman set that was like an add-on set. So you had some Batman paraphernalia and then you also had a G.I. Joe style version of it. So they had those two properties that they had add-ons for these power spark building welding toys. And so, so they're in welding toys. They're actual like yeah. yeah it, it's it's so bizarre yeah. that to give children like a, a a welder. Like I'm just trying to. I I haven't. There's a video and, and we'll, I can mention this uh, in this old old days of the the blog. One of the first blog posts we did. Um, but it there's a video of of Yehuda. Uh, using the the ATST so that's we'll get to that but I can't imagine you know a kid I just imagine like them putting down one of those face shields and sparks flying everywhere and like it doesn't seem safe for kids <laughs> but it's the 90s so I don't know maybe it was fine um, 
Well, it's but, yeah, it's it's very cool. It's a very interesting yeah. idea. It's kind of like, I mean, Meccano, the the licensee for Star Wars, also created the Erector set, right? And so right, in, that's in right. some ways, yeah. there were toys that actually encouraged science. You know, <laughs> encouraged it, it, science. Um, I guess to a certain yeah. extent, Lego encourages some amount of thinking. Some, um, some. We all yeah, know yeah. my policy against any toy that makes you think. Uh, <laughs> I think that toys should be used for putting on top of couches and then shooting them and then having them fall and then before they hit the ground, <laughs> you you actually imitate a TV commercial saying, "What will happen next? Tune in next time," and then <laughs> resume from that point. That's the what toys are for. The definition of a toy. Yeah. Yes. Um, now this this required a yeah at least some thinking and then and then some some manual labor skill to do. I, I would have been horrible at this. I'll tell you that right now. I would I would have just given up. But uh, yeah, so in in the mid '90s, Kenner's obviously they're gearing up to have a new Star Wars line, and they were prototyping two vehicles for this Power Spark line. One was an X-wing, and then the other was an ATST. Um, and so there are prototypes of these that exist, but they never they were never made. Um, so I think there's like a half dozen first shots of each of each set, and then each of them has one surviving hard copy. Um, but yeah, so Yehuda happens to have one of these sets, and he has a couple of the first shot figures. And the figure is what I what reminded me of the behind the scenes thing. So if you look, they made a an ATST driver figure that really looks nothing like the character whatsoever. Um, yes. But what it does look almost exactly like. When they were making Return of the Jedi, they had two different sizes of the walkers for all the model shots. There was one that was a bit bigger. Um, and inside of these models, <laughs> just in case, you know, when they were destroying them with logs or blowing them up, just in case they needed human, you know, bodies to fly out, they put two little models of, of drivers in there. <laughs> and, and according to, to Dennis Murin, they actually put little lead weights in them so that if they blew out of the cockpit, they would actually you know, fall realistically. And I, I love that they wow. were kind of rooting for these these little bodies to come flying out of the walkers, but they never did. But there's a, yeah, a, a photo of uh, the model maker. I think his name is uh, Paul Houston. And he's, you can see the two drivers. And to me, when I saw the, the PowerSpark uh, ATSC driver figure, I'm like, that looks just like those weird IOM models that were, there's no goggles, I don't think. It, it, the helmet doesn't look right. Um, it's just, it's just so strange looking, but yeah, so there, there's a, a little write-up on the on the blog from 2014 that kind of kind of goes through these, but and some some fun videos of Yehuda swiveling the ATSD's head. That's all it did. So I think that was the difference with the Star Wars ones. It was meant the the power spark uh, tool or whatever. The gun actually was supposed to activate some moving part in the Star Wars vehicle. So, so it wasn't so quite a the, welding toy. Not not quite not quite with the Star Wars ones. Um, the same basic mechanism but it would it was meant to to make you know for the walkers case the head would swivel from left to right so not not all that exciting um but yeah it's just kind of an, a cool little piece of of star wars toy history that's right in the middle of the vintage and the modern area there it's right at right at the cusp of that and uh yeah i figured like you said there's not a whole lot of atsc driver stuff out there i figured there's Probably a good time as any to to bring this up again. Now that you know it's been. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Th this ATST driver looks a lot like the Death Squad Commander. Yes, yeah, the, the kind of domed helmet looks way more like the Death Squad Commander, which also looks nothing like the on-screen character. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This. This is. It's funny because. Um, yeah, you know, I've I've slept in the room with these prototypes many times, <laughs> and Yehuda's explained this to me many times, and I've just never yeah. found my way to care about it. It's it's just yeah. because it's right next to the 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 photo sample of Han Solo from the from the Fruit Loops box. <laughs> the, the Fruit Fruit Loops Han. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's just so devastating to me. But yeah, it is. yeah, these things yeah. are really cool, unproduced toys. I'm even more amazed that we had a blog back in 2014. <laughs> yeah was this our this was first a, was this like the first blog it was one of the first i think we launched it in august of 2014 and um i think i remember yehuda writing to me about this saying hey would you mind putting a post together about this i i can check you know send you video and and then yeah i i i completely forgot about it until um <laughs> looking up stuff for the show i'm like oh yeah i, I did put that together that all those years ago but, can I also say, Steve, do, do you know what number podcast we were at when you started the blog? I'm going to – I think it was in the 60s. It's 54. 54. Yes. Wow. The year of the archive begins. Archive guys, oh, 54. Oh, that, that was uh, – wow. That's that's trip. That's bizarre. That's bizarre. <laughs> time, time is no one's yeah. enemy, Steve. <laughs> so, uh, so that was our, that was our, our group – that was our group nugget from the archive. Uh, yeah. It, it really is. Yeah. You know what? That's the, Steve, that's the nugget from the blog archive. We, yeah, we've now there you reached go. the point where we have to highlight <laughs> things that we did. No longer is it about the greatness that Todd and, and Chris Nichols and John Wooten and Steve York and Gus Lopez and all the great people before us, Steve. Now it's about now it's us, stuff that we've yeah, done well, we have to talk about. Yeah, and, and to be to be to be fair, I basically just repackaged the the database entry. Okay, <laughs> it <exists. laughs> It's it's basically all that information just uh, presented in a in a new way with some really small videos. <laughs> okay, then then we're the shoulders on the giants that started yes. small. That started small. Even yeah. giants started small, and we're on the right. shoulders. So yeah. and now we're looking back. <laughs> it's a retrospective of us standing on someone else's shoulders. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's layers. Yeah, we're we're. Oh, we'll see how much more how much more we can well, get out of this. I don't know. Well, how much more can we get out of the of the Atst driver? Yeah, Steve, there's there's some. We're gonna have some. an unloved right here. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna throw you an extra unloved. So okay. that's so we got three unloved items. I like four. That. I, I'm... No, no, no. You know what we're not gonna do? We're gonna do an interruption. Okay. An interruption, Steve. You don't know about this. No. But I found something while looking around. And it's okay. the most gust thing that ever gust. Okay? <laughs> so, I found this on the archive while looking up, right? It's it's a fairly standard thing that that I do, which is I just, you know, look up stuff on the archive with our our figure. So, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is called a uh Return of the Jedi decode game and disc. Oh, Feel like i remember coming across this i okay, okay what is so it what it is, is it? a circular disc with the image of chewbacca in the atst the one yeah. that would become yeah. the image of the atst driver mm -hmm. and it says underneath chewbacca captures atst walker <laughs> yes so that's right i just contacted gus i just said hey gus do you have anything to say about this figuring 
you know, maybe he'd respond, maybe not. You know, he, he's a super busy guy, and so I'm I'm not gonna like expect a huge response or anything from him. But then I saw the licensee, Steve. The licensee is Kellogg's. So that oh. means if you want to get a, a good long response from Gus, you ask you don't ask him about a prop. You ask him about something to do with cereal. So this is what yes. he says. Yeah. These are premiums from an Australian cereal promotion by Kellogg's for Return of the Jedi on boxes of cornflakes and rice bubbles. <laughs> a version of Rice Krispies. Yeah. Rice bubbles. I, I, see, I'm, I'm glad you did it. I was like, do I have to do this? <laughs> Good, thanks. Thanks for taking care of that. It's tough to find these sealed in the plastic sleeves since each one of them had the potential for scratch-off instant prizes and Tolstoy toys. Ooh. Well, he wrote Tolstoy toys, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am going to assume that that was an autocorrect, right? And, and that we're not, you know, we're not having Anna Karenina toys. We're not having War and Peace right. toys. Star Wars yeah. and Star Peace toys. <laughs> uh, okay. I would go for 11 figure. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, there's a piece you tear off to send in your claim for the prize or to enter the sweepstakes. So some of the open decoder discs have that peeled off along the perforation. Once rubbed off, you use the message decoder on the back of the cereal box as a Rosetta Stone to figure out which Return of the Jedi character name is encoded. If mm. it is matched with one of the characters listed on the back of the box, you've won an instant prize. A Kenner Tolstoy's toy. Tolstoy. Mm. Yes, mm. a Tolstoy wow. toy. Wow. So then he sent me a link to what the image looks like, you know, to what the Rice Bubbles box looks like. Uh, it's really far out. I'll have it in the enhanced version. There is right. there is one of the decoders is just a B-wing flying away from the explosion. That image. Oh, boy. I track that down. An yeah. Another one is what appears to be Han Solo in the cantina when he's saying, uh -huh. like, you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Talking to C-3PO. <laughs> who obviously wasn't allowed in there. Now, maybe I just can't see this image is a little bit low res. So maybe this is an image from Endor where, where C-3PO is, where, he, uh, where Han's asking C-3PO to get their weapons back. Right. Either right. way, there's not a lot of images with C-3PO and Han together. True, yeah. So yeah, they have all these little decoded things on the back and you could figure out how to win. Uh, they have a great image of these kids on the back. We can send secret messages to our friends. And there's this whole decoder on the back. Uh, and it's it's a, a really interesting and unheard of. I just I had never heard of this decoder thing. I, so you yeah. had, you had Steve. No, I, I hadn't heard of it. I, I remember doing exactly what you did and just scrolling through the archive, trying to, to pick out things. And it just is it's the lesson of you know if there's something on the archive looks kind of obscure, it may not seem all that interesting on the surface. Just just ask somebody, and there's probably some crazy story behind it, like like you did. Um, that's that is really cool to, to hear. And then there's, there's so much more there. So Man. it seemed like a really That's... cool game. Like this is the kind of thing, like decoder stuff for me. Boy, I'm super nostalgic today. Um, <laughs> remember when things were good? Remember when things were simple in the past, Steve? Um, <laughs> like it really, like that was super fun to me. I really, this really looks like a great thing. So yeah, well, I'm so glad that you you asked him. I mean, it, it pretty much that blows out any of the other unloved things I brought up. But um, yes. no, that's. 
Well, yeah. I have another. So we're going to do a whole unloved thing where I start off with okay. a good unloved, then I'm going to end with a good unloved. But what are the right. two unloves right. that you're bringing to the table, Steve? <laughs> All right. So mine, they're fairly, they're fairly boring. But um, the one thing I, I liked about this first one, uh, this is a... Um, it's a set of pajamas uh, that has, you know, we've talked about this many times, but for Return of the Jedi, they had this kind of common set of line art that was basically used on everything. And there is one uh, image of the walker with Chewbacca uh, kind of, you know, he looks more like a, almost like a sloth or an orangutan. He's got that kind of posture on, on the, it, it doesn't look very chewy-ish to me. It looks more like an ape, like right. a great ape. Yes. But, um, what I thought was funny about this particular instance of this, you'll see this on its own on just about everything, but for this set of pajamas, the imagery has Chewbacca or his orangutan self leading a charge of scout, scout, uh, biker scouts below, like on bikes. So to me, it looks like Chewbacca's on the offensive. He's turned. Right. <laughs> and he's, he's leading a charge. You know, yeah, he's, I like he's this going. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, and so uh, I, I, I don't know, I had not seen this particular composition of, of Chewie in the walker with bad guys kind of, you know, not not opposing each other, but actually like going the same direction in the battle. So I, that was one thing. And this is, yeah, from Wilker, I think. Yeah, Wil- yeah Wilker, Wilker Brothers. Bros, which, again, just click on the archive. Wilker Bros. Yes. How many items do you think there are from Wilker Bros, oh. Steve? So uh, too many. There too many. Are to... so many. There's so many pajama-related things. <laughs> There is yeah. original pajama artwork on here. Oh, man. Yeah. It's devastating. It is. Yeah. If you just click on a licensee, you can be lost for, for days. Um, this is another example. But, yeah, so that that was the first one. Um, some some cool pajamas where Chewie is, has turned. He's gone bad, and he's taken the walker and, and his scouts. Uh, he, he really is the commander, right? So you got yeah, the, he's the, the biker AT, scouts. He's the ATSD commander leading the biker scouts. <laughs> That, that yeah. he threw out of the ATST, according to yeah. my uh, uh, storyboard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next one uh, is a a model kit from MPC. It's in this line of things called Mira kits, which I I guess is supposed to be some kind of play in words of, of mirror and miracle and I, I don't know. They're, they're bizarre. <laughs> okay. And they're not miracles whatsoever. But uh, so what these things were, I, I honestly can't figure out what they are, but there were a set of, I think, let's see, six of them for Return of the Jedi. They look like little paperweights. They, the, the, the packaging just says, the fun new mirror models. Hang them or stand them anywhere. <laughs> Collect all six. And the they just have small images of the ships. So you have the, the ATSC is one of them. Uh, and then you have some other Jedi ships. And I think most of these... I'm not sure where the imagery comes from exactly. They, they look a little different, not quite like the standard stuff you see. Uh, but what I, I liked about this is that the box image, the box art, I'm fairly certain this is the same model shot from that tri-logo art that we were talking about, ah. but just flipped. Uh, it's the same, and, and obviously they tilted it a little bit for the tri-logo, but I'm pretty sure if you just cut that out and just laid it right over this, it would be the identical standard i'm sure they just use this picture of the model for for everything it's probably even the basis of of the line art um that they used everywhere i still don't understand yeah. what the hell a mirror kit is steve i, I couldn't i was hoping you could maybe try and explain I'm it to looking me. I at it no idea the fun new mirror models hang them or stand them anywhere easy they just look like a picture they just, yeah mirror, yeah Where, where's uh, the mirror 
kits. Like, where's the kit? What do you actually do? What it just says Easy Snap Assembly. I, I had no idea. Okay, well, I, well, here's from the model kit StarWarsModels.com. Okay. okay, I don't know who this is, but here's what they say. These Mira kits are a perplexing piece. <laughs> what it is, is... Okay, I need some editing here, it's fine. Whoever you are, thank you for, for making this site. What it is, 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 a small is, 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 is a small <laughs> half kit that you mount onto a small sheet of reflective mylar. Wow. Oh. Okay. Huh. Okay, Why NBC did this is beyond me. These quicks were, these kits were quick and fun. It took a few minutes to paint and then just seconds to snap them onto the backing. Unfortunately, they don't fit too well on, and there's a slight seam between the kit and the backing. The ATST was only three pieces for the actual kit: the head, and the gun, and the side leg. The kid, the kit cost me about five bucks on eBay, in a, in a lot of them. Okay, it's so, it's okay. I, no, it actually okay. So it's. It's like this, it's pretty cool looking, actually. It's like a 3D bar. Oh, okay, I got it, Steve. All right, okay. please, please explain. I'm starting to formulate something, but okay. I, yeah. So it's a very small, uh, it's a very small mirrored, uh, like mirror. Oh, like a, okay. A mirror sticker that you put onto yeah. a piece of plastic. Okay. You then put... A half of the walker on half there? of the walker on it, okay. and then the Got mirror it. gives it a 3D effect. Ah, uh, there you go. What so, a miracle! So it is yeah. actually. So it does look like it's kind of walking, like it's a 3D thing. Okay. Got it. So there's. So I'm picturing like the same size as the the old micro machine. You know that little ATSC. I'm wondering how big this thing is. <laughs> so well, wait. I think I can tell you that because um, they have it here. Uh, it is three inches wide, three inches high, and okay. then a little uh, bigger than eleven that. yards deep. I can't be. <laughs> um. Oh wait, there's wait. I, I just I just downloaded the instructions. Oh my god, <laughs> this is awesome. I have the I have the yeah yeah. The instructions are just like they're just basically nothing. Oh, and it comes with a clip. So there's actually, actually you can clip it to your. Yeah. Yeah. So you can the, clip it. The desk, or and it would. Yeah, I actually sort of want these things, Steve. I, you know, if they're still five bucks on eBay, I think I'm gonna have to pick one up. It's too bad that. I mean, I still see, got so... the turn on game upstairs, and nobody in my family. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, speaking of cursed objects, I hope no one's opened that. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the um, if you look at the Mira kit on the archive, like there were a there were a bunch of Mira kits. Uh, there was uh, a Tie Interceptor Mira kit. Yeah. And there's not yeah. many Tie Interceptor items. There was a Shuttle Tiderium Mira kit, an ATST, yeah. uh, and a Y Wing and an X Wing. Wow, Steve. Yeah. So that's all of the interesting and important uh, like ships <laughs> in all in Return of the Jedi. All of them. All, all of, of them. them. All of them. X, Every, Y, and every shuttle Tidarium. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, if I if I was still collecting ATST driver stuff, I who knows? I, I would have been I would have been going down the, the mirror kit. What path. what a truly unloved <laughs> item that is, and I definitely want one. Yeah. That's another thing that used to blow my mind was tricks with mirrors. Like when you were a kid, did anyone ever do that with a full length mirror where they would like go on? 
the side of it and make it look like they were a full person, <laughs> like they moved their arms yes. and legs. That yeah, yeah, blew yeah. my mind. <laughs> I was like, what? How you're floating? How are you doing that? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, these are these are for you then. I, I think you, you gotta if you had to pick a favorite, I guess you gotta go with with the ATSC. I don't know because it's, it's Chewie's vehicle. <laughs> Maybe, but then the the Tidarium is also a very handsome one. There's, that that's that's true. That's represented yeah. so infrequently. True. Um, true. Yeah. How do you even pick? Oh, there's a speeder bike as well. Yeah, there's a speeder bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. really neat idea. Yeah. Well, Steve, the the unloved item. Uh, are you gonna? I, yeah, I'm, you gonna, I'm gonna drop on you. Um, there's actually I have two more, Steve. Because we're we're getting modern now that I'm listening to okay. to, to prototypes to production, um, I'm getting into modern stuff more. Uh, there is a micro machine that is the ATST with an ATST driver on a card. So it's like it's not part of a set. It's like a little carded thing of the ATST with a little mm-hmm. driver, and that's. Yeah. And that's cool because it says Imperial ATST parentheses Chicken Walker. Yeah. Which yeah. did you call them Chicken Walkers as a kid? Okay. So I'm trying to figure out if this is a, like an implanted memory or if it's something I actually did. I, I I feel like if you'd asked me years ago, I would have said, yeah, I did just call them Chicken Walkers. I have no idea where I got the term because no other kids I was friends with like Star Wars at all. I, I have no idea where it came from. I, uh, I just I, called them ATSTs. I never thought of them as Chicken Walkers. I like that. That idea never came to me until I was a collector. I, yeah, that that the chicken walker thing was definitely a childhood thing for me. Um, so I don't know. It's it's bizarre, but it, it in like the books and things like the Rinsler book, it, the production people referred to them as chicken walkers. They did at the time, so it's not. I feel like it, it is an idea that's been around from the beginning, at least for some people. Yeah. But yeah, it's like how they like when they were filming the original Star Wars, they called stormtroopers troopies. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's so we called the Adats Catwalkers. You know, right. That's, my brother and I did actually do that. Really? We called them. Yeah, we thought they were like cats. That's funny. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the ATST driver is referred to as Imperial Driver. So uh. he's he's not even an ATST driver he's, here. No. This yeah. This is getting back to the. We just need a guy in a costume that's Imperial. He's the Imperial Driver. <laughs> and then what I think is the most slept on line in all Star Wars fandom is the tactics line, which we've talked about from 2005. I have like maybe a hundred oh, yeah. tactics. That's, um, that's right. There was a game <clears throat> that existed. Now it's funny because the, the way you described the, uh, the ATST driver and the way it existed in the power spark thing, it reminded me of the crash test dummies. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. So in the early nineties, a Toys R Us opened up. So, a little tangent here. I grew up in a town called Belmont, Massachusetts. Voted the most boring town in Massachusetts by Boston Globe. And it's, there's a <laughs> lot of boring towns in Massachusetts. So, I lived there. And the closest Toys R Us was in a town called Woburn. Which some people would call Woburn. And, and Woburn was like maybe 25 minutes away. Which for my parents was a... It might as well be the Alps, okay? <laughs> like, we were not <laughs> going to go all the way to Woburn yeah, to get yeah. to 
a to get to a, a Toys R Us. Now, much yeah. later, there's a 7-Eleven there that Eric Bogosian would make an entire movie about called Suburbia. And we used to go to that 7-Eleven <laughs> all the time. Actually, in for one Thanksgiving dinner, I ate a big bite hot dog, spicy big bite hot dog at that 7-Eleven. <laughs> spicy yes. bite, yes. That was my Thanksgiving yeah. dinner uh, as, as probably junior of high school. So, <laughs> so that Toys R Us was always far away. So we couldn't really get there. Like, we yeah. just, like... I convinced my parents to go there to get a Nintendo and I got a Nintendo and they didn't have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out so I got Kung Fu instead. Another great game, but still not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. So when a Toys R Us opened in Fresh Pond, which is in Cambridge, which is like five, ten minutes away, my friends Uh and I started going there all the time. But like, you know, my friends and I, we didn't do drugs, so we just like, just did nothing. Like played video games and goofed around. One time we went there and we bought a whole bunch of crash test dummies and played with them. (laughs) As teenagers, 15, 16 years old, don't care, super fun. And then we yeah. had this other game called Crossbows and Catapults. <laughs> now, if, all right, if, all right. if I haven't freaked out the nostalgia hounds for the ninja stuff, Crossbows and Catapults, Steve, I still to this day, it's like a fever dream. It was like the most fun I've ever had playing a game. It's like this game where you have these little, these little plastic like discs and you try to like destroy other people's castles and their actual projectiles and you can either use a catapult or a crossbow or I guess maybe just there must have been some other things as well and you set it up and it's like a cross between like 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 a video game and Dungeons and Dragons and a tactics is the closest thing I ever felt that way in Star Wars. <laughs> ah so, so okay. a tactics is a game where you have these little representations of Star Wars characters yeah. And they can move a certain amount and there's a certain amount of strategy right. involved, but then you have to execute. You have to there's, shoot there's projectiles, these projectiles right? yeah. or yeah. have the melee weapon. And yeah. one of the most fun things about the tactics line is how far out they went with what characters they have. <laughs> there's an entire yeah. Nemoidian army in a tactics. Oh man. And like you when you see the Nemoidians <laughs> So it's one of my favorite things to do in the game because, you know, I'm a lot better at it than my kids, or at least I used to be. So as a way to handicap myself, I'd be like, I'm the Nemoidians. So I'd like set up an army of like the Nemoidians and the Wookiees versus, you know, they'd get to be all the troopers and Jedis. Yeah, and, yeah. And so there is an ATST driver of tactics. And it's oh, hilarious because right. it's an ATST driver with a gigantic gun on his shoulder. And he's sitting there and he's in an action pose. And it, it feels like in 2006 or seven when they released it, yeah. it, was, it was in the fourth wave. Eventually, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into like really collecting a tactics. If you're listening to the sound of my I, voice and you want me to spend some of the money I just made, hit me up. I, I, yeah, it sounds like that's a, that's a very good uh, avenue for you to, to drive on down, Sky. Because <laughs> I, I still have a toolbox filled with a tactics. And maybe once or twice a year, I'll play with my kids because it's so much fun to like play these Star Wars characters and write the stories and be like, oh, the Nemoidians are coming. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that's that, awesome. So that's my unloved, uh, unloved item, Steve. You thought that I couldn't talk about the Atst driver. Yeah, no, this is, uh, it's been, it's been great. I, I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I mean, we got, so I guess we don't have a contestant for you. For, for a market watch, we can just do the good old uh, sky guessing game. If, okay, if you want. sounds good. W- okay. Within ten percent of the final cost, that's how we should. Ten percent. All right, I, I like that. All right, it's a little bit of math involved, but shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, that's 
Hmm. You might not. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay, so I picked uh, five things. Um, the first is a carded Power of the Force ATSC driver. It's not graded. Uh, this is probably the exact way I got this figure. Um, it's got the KB199 slash price sticker on it. Okay. It's got the coin. Um, it's not graded, but it's in pretty good shape. I think that's all about I could say. And it was <clears throat> it was produced. It was produced. Yep. Definitely had a lot of these. <laughs> and it's not graded. Not graded, no. Okay, I'm going to say 75 bucks. $295. So it's a rare one, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not At least as far as I know, I don't think these are that rare. But I think it's because it has a, a pretty a pretty clear bubble. I guess I should have made that. Uh, oh, you didn't known, say the clear bubble, Steve. Well, this, I, this is... it's, it's not perfect, but yeah. Okay, well, 10% of 295 <laughs> is... Okay, twenty nine fifty. I'm not quite yeah. there. Now, is there a not, funny not is there. there a funny coin copy for uh, ATSC driver? <laughs> it's not that funny, um, <laughs> but it, it's pretty. Uh, here, I'll, I'll read it to you because that that happens to be the next item, Sky. It's okay. A, it's a power of the force coin. Um, so the the copy on the back reads: "Driver of the dreaded Scout Walker, used in battle against rebels and Ewoks on Endor." That's that's okay, it. Okay, not too much. Yeah, so not too much. Um, I mean, I like the use they, of the I word like, dreaded. That's good. Yeah, dreaded. Dreaded's good. That that's that's probably the best you got in in this. And you know, they were using their the actual toy product name on the back here, Scout Walker versus ATST. Um, and then, yeah, it's uh, I I have like a bag. I, my mom had given me a bag full of my old Power of the Force coins that were just completely. They look like they'd been at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, they were just completely destroyed. Uh, but in there, there were like five of these ATSC driver coins. So don't let that skew you too much. Oh, don't let that skew me. Um, I'm getting skewed. Um, so what, what do you what do you think? This is a so it's a category two, which means it's one of the not one of the Power of the Force characters that was produced, but it's one of the other line characters that was produced with a coin. So not not very uh, not very rare. I'm going to say fifty dollars. Ooh, okay, fifty-seven eighty-eight. You're, you're <laughs> a lot 10%? closer. That's still not within ten percent. God damn it! <laughs> closer. Okay, closer. can we say ten percent or ten dollars? Yeah, let's let's go with that. Okay, because <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give you that one. You you got one one point. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> this next one, uh, we haven't. I don't think we talked about these in a while. So this is a Return of the Jedi seventy-seven back ATSC driver from Australia that has the Australian coin offer sticker on the front. So a little background on these um, these stickers. They were advertised. They were these are actually advertising an in-store coin premium that was exclusive to Australia. So. The customers would come in, they'd buy a figure that had the sticker on it, and they would receive a Power of the Force coin. Um, so they didn't, <clears throat> that's, you know, we've talked about how rare the, the actual Power of the Force figures from Australia are. This is just more of a thing where they have a bunch of Jedi figures, they have a bunch of coins, right. they slap stickers there to just get rid of the coins. Uh, the the sticker is pretty plain, it's just black and yellow text. Um, and 
the thing that's interesting, I think a while back, it was thought that they were really local to, to one region of Australia or one, one store chain, but they have since shown up in other from other parts of the country, from other toy store chains. So they're, apparently they were around Australia at the time, um, which is, I, I don't know, I think that's, that's interesting. Um, the funny thing is, though, I guess the way that the, the coins and the stickers were sent to the, the retailers in Australia by Kenner was inside of Trivial Pursuit question card boxes. Really? Yeah, so that, that's a really obscure detail from uh, a, an entry on the archive the, with the old marble background from, from Ron. So I, I, and that came from a, another Australian collector, I think, that supplied that information. But yeah, I love the, the idea of uh, <clears throat> the Australian toy store guy getting this this crate full of trivial pursuit question card boxes full of coins and stickers the, the slap on his on his return of the jedi uh loner figures but anyway so yeah there's an atst driver uh the figure was sold from australia um i i had never seen this particular figure with that that sticker on there um but yeah. So what do you what, what do you that think? Sticker do to something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> this might be ten ten percent as opposed to ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say seventeen hundred dollars. Okay, a hundred and eighty-two dollars. So uh, uh, two hundred and fifty Australian, one hundred and eighty-two U.S. dollars. Oh well, so in I, U.S. <laughs> dollars, I'm basically there. Yeah, yeah. You're good. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is probably. I'm guessing someone got a, a pretty good steal on this. Um, no, it's. I don't know. It, I think it's pretty cool. Or maybe those Australian stickers are more common than we think. Hmm. That that could also be the case. But anyway, um, yeah. So sorry, you don't you don't get that one. But okay. we got to hear a little bit about the uh, the coin offer and the Trivial Pursuit boxes. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> All right, so we've got two more. Um, the next. So we've talked a lot about. The model kits are building toys, and they're all centered around the walker. So what this is, it's another weird model from MPC. This one's from 1984, and it's from a line called Structors Action Walkers. Mm. And it sounds way more exciting than it, than it really is, but it's basically a model kit that you put together. It has a little wind-up mechanism, so the figure or the, the walker would walk. Uh, the box it looks very bizarre. It almost looks more like... It looks nothing like the, the the mirror kit box art or the other kind of you know standard Return of the Jedi silver and red. It's uh, it's quite different. It's got like a dark blue background. Um, the Walker itself looks really nothing like the actual ATSC aside from it has a, a box head and two legs. It doesn't look anything like it at all. Um, it's just got one single looks like um, one single window. Uh, it's a funky little walking model that, that MPC put out in 1984. And, and they also, like the others, they did a few other Star Wars ships. So they did the, uh, oh yeah, so they did, it's funny, uh, the back of this box, it advertises the mirror kits. So you know it's right around the same time. Okay. Um, and it has, uh, they also did an AT-AT that walked, and they did a terrifying C-3PO that walked. The 3PO is the one I think I would go for if I was going to get one of these. Um, anyway. What do you think a weird little uh, walking ATSD walker NPC model kit went for? Thirty bucks. Twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> I'm within ten bucks. Yeah, you're you're there. 
I got All right. wait, I'm two for four. <clears throat> yeah. I could actually win this. You could win. As long as the next you one isn't win. too difficult, I should be just fine. <laughs> All right. So the last thing. What do you think a pile of twenty six loose ATSD drivers would sell for? Twenty six. Twenty six. Not twenty five. Not twenty seven. Twenty six ATSD drivers. Hundred ten dollars. Uh, hundred and fifty two. Ten percent of of hundred and fifty two is fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. So one hundred fifty two minus fifteen is one hundred thirty. And I said one hundred and ten. Okay, yeah. so then, <laughs> well, one second, yeah, one second, then you add add that to the 110, the 15, the 10%, the 15 <laughs> to that makes it 125, which is within $10. Hello, I win. You win, you win. We all win, Sky. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, a, a little mini army of ATS2 drivers, 152 bucks. Wow. 152 bucks. Beautiful. Uh, well, we we did it, Steve. We somehow managed to talk an hour and a half about ATSD yeah, drivers I, with no guests. I, with no guests, I, just I haven't the two even of us. Hit, I haven't even hit stop. I might not even just wow. throw anything into this video. I, I might just just throw this puppy up there, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm picturing you know, with the, just being the two of us. We're we're not. We took the two ATSD drivers. We chucked them out, and it's just Chewbacca and Swinga, you know, yes, taken off. Exactly. Taken off. The, Walker. I don't know where we're going. I don't know if we're going to Thanksgiving feast or, or whatnot, but um, yeah, it was uh, and yeah, we got through that. I'm surprised. I, I didn't think we'd, we'd make it. Uh, wampa Wampa. Adios.